All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. And with that familiar music, we welcome you to another episode of the podcast. We're glad that you are listening and glad that you spent some time with us today. Today, joining me in the co-host chair is Mr. Pete LaRussa. And usually, uh, when I was looking for your name, when I've mentioned your uh, name in the past shows, it's because I'm looking around Facebook or an email trying to uh, remember your last name. So I, I would actually pronounce it Pete LaRussa. So <laughs> uh, that's just getting it done just in time. Welcome to the show, Pete. Hey, Ken. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, you know, longtime listener, as you know, from uh, my many Facebook messages to you on the absolutely, show. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've always been a, a big contributor to the show, and uh, you've always been a big supporter of the show. And you've contributed in many ways behind the scenes, and uh, it's glad to have you on here. And uh, we're going to ask that you kind of step up and become a contributor to the show you're you're going to start doing the kiss cover corner and we're bringing that segment back and we're also going to try to bring the abner's laboratory back so you'll be contributing to one or both of those at some point so we'll be looking forward to that and i wouldn't be surprised to see you in a podcast show of your own at some point because we seem to spin people out right and left we're kind of like happy days and we're on you know the kiss room is uh mark and mindy and no, actually, that would be strange ways with Jody have not. So anyway, <laughs> um, and Cassius is uh, Laverne and Shirley. You know, it just it just it all works out. So oh, as long as mine doesn't day. end up being the Joni loves Chachi, then Ooh. everything's going to be just fine. Yeah, that's the one you want to watch out for. And <laughs> it's weird avoid. because even with all the Kiss references, Joni loves Chachi has a Vinnie Vincent connection <laughs> because he actually wrote the song. So you can't talk about anything without having some sort of Kiss connection to Kiss fans. So This is true. Yeah. Well, uh, you were at a very special event the other night. And on the... What, what day was that? That was on Wednesday night, actually. Um, Wednesday night you were at a historical event. Right. Uh, that was at the uh, Eddie Trunk 30th anniversary gathering at the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square. A reunion um, of, of sorts. Yeah, it was half a reunion of sorts. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as many people have seen by now, um, Ace Frehley and Peter Chris reunited on stage for the first time in many years at this point. First coming up actually was Ace, and he came up with uh, Frank Bello, Scott Ian from Anthrax, and uh, they did Parasite. Actually, and Bumblefoot was on stage with them too. Yeah, it was, it was a very loose performance, uh, as you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know, from where I was standing too, it was. Um, it was definitely different as far as um, my sound point of view of the whole thing, because I'm seeing clips now online and, and thinking, oh, wow, it sounded so much different from, you know, out further back in the house. But from my perspective, it, it sounded really, really loose. It's one thing to watch it on YouTube, and it's great that we have YouTube, and it's great that we have all these uh, people with their video phones capturing everything. It's great. But it is, it's a different vibe when you're there in person. How did Ace do? Ace did fine, actually. Um, you know, from where I was uh, in the audience, I was actually right up front um, on the left side of the stage, right in front of Scott Ian and Frank Bello. But I was actually capturing some some pics, of course, like everybody else, and trying to pay attention to all the little nuances going on around me. But uh, I think he sounded great. I think vocally he sounded pretty good, very strong still, and um, played the guitar great. Uh, he was giving cues to the other guys, and uh, it just seemed like very loose vibe. And, you know, they they might have rehearse the day of for all we know right but uh, that's the way it seemed to me 
Well, you can't do wrong with having Mike uh, Portnoy as a drummer and Scott Ian and Frank Bello as your backup band because Anthrax has done some of the best Kiss covers of all time. Oh, tremendous covers. So we're going to have to some play of some best. of those. So see, you got your work cut out for you already. Yeah. See? <laughs> well, you could, yeah, you could rest assured the, uh, one of the Anthrax Kiss covers is going to be in my list. Oh, coolness, coolness, coolness. So then Ace, uh, Ace did Parasite, did lead vocals, right? Uh, yeah, along with uh, Bumblefoot, did some some leads here and there too. Right, right. And sometimes he was, you know, they were singing um, at the same time together. Yeah, well, that that's what happens in that song anyway, usually. Yeah. Uh, so then, what happened next? That was when they introduced Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Peter came up and they played Hooligan, and that was with uh, Bumblefoot, Frank Bello, and I, I think, yeah, I th- if I remember correctly, yeah, Scott Ian was up there too. Um. And so they, 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 they ran through Hooligan, and again, from where I was standing, and I was paying attention uh, to Peter, just, you know, because I had figured it's been so long since he might have stepped behind a drum kit in a live scenario. And uh, he looked he looked like he was having a blast. Yeah, he but, did. But, you know, at the same time, you could tell it was very, very loose once again. Yeah. And um, But he just seemed to be having such a great time with the guys, you know, and everybody just had ear-to-ear grins on their faces. You right. could tell, you know, these guys are playing on stage with their hero of, for how many years now. So yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, it was it was a really loose vibe, but but you know, fun to see. Absolutely. F- yeah, I thought he sounded great uh, with the vocals too. I mean, for having not sung Hooligan in over thirty years, you know, he sounded great. I don't know. It, it, that's what he even said on stage before um, they when they introduced him on stage. He uh, he talked about that that he hadn't sung it in over thirty years. I would have thought. He had played it on the Bad Boys tour. I guess they he never did. Yeah, that's weird. And of course, they got back together and did the Kiss classic. Rock of course, and roll uh, you know night. everybody expected that they were going to do rock and roll all night. Right. And uh, again, tremendously loose. Again, uh, just you kind of figured maybe they rehearsed that at soundcheck, possibly at a, at a studio beforehand. But again, it was it was it was very very loose. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was. Um, Billy, I think Billy Sheehan was actually joining them on stage at that point. Wow. Uh, with Bumblefoot and uh, Frank Bellow and Scott Ian once again. Very cool. Very and by cool. it was Mike Portnoy and Peter Chris, double double drumming. Right. You know, yeah. the pedigree of that rhythm section is pretty cool. There was uh, something somebody posted on the Podkiss Facebook page. If you're not on the Podkiss Facebook page, get with it. Come on. Show up, Podkiss Army. There was a somebody posted something from Eddie Trunk and had a cool picture from the Hotter in Hell photo sessions. It, I'm not going to try to imitate Eddie Trunk, uh, but uh, this is a quote from Eddie Trunk. For the record, Ace is sober seven years. Peter longer. Were they fuck-ups before? Sure. They will be the first to tell you that. And I'm not saying for a minute that they should do a reunion with the band, but how about some credit for the people they are today? And I think that any Kiss fan has to acknowledge that. I don't care what lineup you like or whatever. It's, you know, these guys are still alive. And, you know, to be honest with you, like, I'm 50. I don't mm-hmm. know how old you are, Pete. How old are you? I'm actually 37. Okay, you're 37. Screw you. Anyway, no, um, <laughs> no, but we're not going to have our heroes forever. You know, no, like, true. like I'm at a point now, like, I remember seeing Sinatra fans and they had to, like, contend with Sinatra barely being able to get through a set because he couldn't remember lyrics and all these things and kind of like gene no um but (laughs) but he had his own problems but you know we're only going to have these guys around for so long and you can argue till you're blue in the face on the message boards and 
if that's your fun thing to do, and I've been guilty of, we all like to, you know, take a piss out of one another on the boards every once in a while, but in all honesty, we're all lucky to have this thing that we can celebrate and enjoy, and we won't have it forever. Even if there are other people doing it, it won't, it won't ever be the same. And it's not the same now, it can't be the same. Even if the four original got back together, it can't be the same. But kind of enjoy one another, Kiss Army, because we we have been part of something special, even if it is about a silly thing like a rock band. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I've had Kiss in my life. It's I've, I've enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed a lot of cool people as a result. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've met so many people just for the sheer fact that I've been so into the band for so long. And uh, I, I fully agree with you. And, you know, we got to take these moments for what they are. And, you know, we might not see this 10 years down the line. I can't see this happening ever again. Right. So I, I definitely took it as that. That's why when I see all the criticism about, oh, you know, Peter's drumming is terrible and you know, you know, Ace, this and that, I just don't get it at, at this point. You know, I think, you know, people need to see it for what it is. It's these guys getting on stage for the first time together in, in years they hadn't played together. And they're having a blast on stage with a bunch of all-star musicians. And that's what it should be all about. Not, oh, they didn't play it 100% perfect. Peter is old. I just don't even get it. Well, you know, some of the some of the harsh remarks, even about Ace, doesn't make any sense to me. No, not at all. So you got to see the Bad Boys uh, tour Mach 2, I guess. Uh, <laughs> a little taste of A little of bit, yeah. A little been. glimpse into, because <laughs> people are asking about that believe it or not yeah do you think that there will a be a bad boys tour and then the big question uh as the bad boys toured and there was a little bit of setup for the reunion are we looking at reunion mock 2 if people are correct in what gene is saying about yeah but it they're doesn't not, they're matter not reuniting yeah but it doesn't matter what gene says because during the revenge era everybody's like no there's no way we'd ever get back together and da, da 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 and you know ace would say the same thing and then everyone smiled well you never know you know from ace but they all poo-pooed it and that's can can we say poo-poo anyway uh yeah <laughs> but uh yeah they they all they all denied it and yet it all happened well i mean i'm just going off of that whole does it hurt their chances of getting voted in and and in, in that in that sense, even if they do get voted in, they have to play together. It wouldn't make sense for anything else to happen otherwise. Yeah, they have to do rock and roll night at least, at of least. Course. You know, I'm not. I don't care about the rock and roll hall of fame, except you pigs should let Kiss and Cheap Trick in. Well, I, that's what I'm and saying. I, they they, they should have let these bands in so long ago. At this point now, it just seems like an, an afterthought. I, I kind yeah, of feel it's ridiculous. I don't think it's exciting in any way if if they do get in at this point because it should have happened a long time ago. If they get in, it'll be like a "I told you so" moment. Right, and I yeah. sort of feel like that's how it happened with Rush too. But it, it kind of like get it, them getting into the Hall of Fame was like the reunion tour. I remember being in downtown Cleveland, walking up to the Gund Arena, and uh, every restaurant, every bar, everyone had Kiss makeup on, or yeah, the restaurants like had the right radio stations all had their mascots with Kiss makeup on and. It was it was surreal. It was like walking in a parade through Kiss Town. You know, like remember the second comic book that came out from Marvel? They had where they went to like this land of quiches and it was like spelled <laughs> K Y Z Z or something. It was like that. It was like this is so weird. And I remember seeing people walking along the way that I went to high school that were like Kiss sucks. <laughs> it was like yeah, I told you. Now who's sucking? <laughs> 
Anyway, so so that's a very cool night. Something you'll always uh, have, and something. Uh, did did you know they were going to be there? Well, yeah. To be honest, Ken, I got to tell you. I mean, I think I've told you before that I I used to work at the Hard Rock. So, right, right. Um, I friends, coworkers tell me, you know, they first of all they invited me there. So, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I got clued in around the, the middle of the afternoon of that show that something historic was going to happen. That was wow. basically what the text that I got, you know, while I'm sitting at my desk at work. And I kind of figured, I mean, it's like a, it's like a gimme when you consider it's Eddie Trunk and right. Ace You know, Ace is going to be there. You know. Yeah, you had to it figure. Really but I, you know, some of the other surprises I had no idea about. So it, right, it was just right. a great experience to be, you know, to be at very that show. Cool. Very cool. Well, you're definitely uh, there for a very special night, something you always treasure. And thank you for sharing the photos on our Facebook page and for, I mean, you, you, posted there almost instantly like i i actually did as it was happening thank you <laughs> i gave so you much. guys the first posts thank you so much and we appreciate no, no problem it. no problem well uh coming up next you want to introduce this pete sure ken podcasts andrew scambati recently went to a kiss show on the monster tour in london ontario on july 27th here's andrew now with his report on the show Thanks, Ken. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I was very lucky to be able to see KISS on their 2013 Monster Tour. Um, the thing with me is I'm never able to see as many KISS shows as I would like to because I'm so busy with my band Mr. Speed. We're always playing on weekends and it kind of forbids me to travel as much as I would to see KISS. Because if it was up to me, I would see you know five, six, seven shows a tour. I would follow them around. But anyway, fate would have it. I was able to see KISS in London, Ontario on Saturday, July 27th. Um, I've been looking forward to the show quite a bit because obviously the Spider stage is something brand new that I really wanted to see. And I haven't seen KISS since the 2012 Motley Crue tour, so I was really looking forward to seeing a full KISS show with no you know, co-headlining act. And uh, actually, one of my other favorite bands, Shinedown, was opening the show. So it was going to be a really good night for me. I get to enjoy Shinedown and my favorite band, KISS. So I made the trip with uh, my band member Rich from Mr. Speed and his wife Tina. We drove into London, Ontario after our show in Sydney, Ohio. Uh, we got in and uh, we got into the venue just in time to enjoy Shinedown and we were all really excited to be able to you know, see KISS next. I met a lot of cool friends there, people I know from all over the world. It, it's so funny, I, I used to go to KISS shows by myself, but I was never really by myself because I'd always meet other fans. Um, at the show that either I knew from conventions, knew from the internet, or, or from wherever. So I, I met up with a bunch of great friends I was able to talk to and hang out with during the set. And, um, you know, before I knew it, it was that famous hum. You heard the famous hum, and I got really, really excited uh, that I was finally going to get to see Kiss. Um, I lucked out. I got, I had about 15th row seats. Um, so I had a really, really great vantage point. Actually, my vantage point was cool. It was right under Paul's, you know, trapeze, you know, flying act thing. So I knew he was going to fly right over me, and I was really excited about that because out of all the kids shows I've been to, I've never been right under Paul when he flew out to the little love gun stage. So the show starts, and I, I know a lot of fans complain about the set list or, or whatever have you, and yeah, it was the same set list they've been doing for quite a while, um, but I got to say, I, I did enjoy it. It was cool to hear them open up with Psycho Circus again and go right into Shout It Out Loud. 
Um, I know they're only doing two songs off Monster. They're doing Out of This World, which is Tommy's song, and then they're doing uh, Hell or Hallelujah. Um, but even though, you know, 95% of the songs I've heard, you know, to the point of nausea, it, it was still cool to, to hear them. You know, Kiss is still great. Um, obviously, it's been well documented that Paul, you know, doesn't have the voice that he used to have. But I wouldn't say it was a bad show. You didn't, you didn't really notice Paul's vocal issues at the show. Um, Paul put on a great performance, you know, maybe where he lacked in this extreme high singing he made up for in stage presence and just his energy in the show. You could tell those four guys are having a great, great, great time on stage. So if you can, or if they announce more dates, uh, make sure you check out this tour because this is a tour that's not to be missed. And now here we are with the main topic of the show. Uh, Chris Sinzak, Chris Karam, Andrew Scambetti, and the Matt Porter are going to host a wonderfully cool discussion on KISS magazines, and it really takes me back. I really enjoyed editing this. It was a blast to hear. You're going to love this. Do you have any favorite magazines from when you were growing up as a KISS fan? Yeah, Ken. Uh, my favorite KISS magazine was the KISS Guitarist magazine. Um, that feature on, obviously, all the KISS guitarists that went from 74 through 87. I think that mm-hmm. magazine came out in 88 or 89 if i'm not mistaken yeah 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 but uh that was definitely the one to buy for me only because you had so many posters and obviously most of us had a kiss wall at some point oh yes uh i certainly had my share in that magazine i must i must have bought three or four copies just for the posters alone and Mm -hmm. i still have one or two of them that are still intact that i still have to this day I would always cozy up to either the magazine store guy or the guy who ran like the corner grocery store or whatever, and like I, I would always have to buy the one copy. But then he would like uh, strip the covers. Like if like for example, if it were Circus Magazine, right? You could take Circus Magazine and he'd rip the Circus thing out and be able to return that as credit because they didn't want the magazines back. But they would they'd get an envelope, you know, and they'd, he'd get credit for having and they'd toss those in the garbage. So he would, like, uh, give them to me. So I would always uh, work that angle. So that was cool. That, nice that hookup. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this is a little trick. If you ever go back in time and want some magazines, treat your magazine or grocery store vendor with kindness. So there we go. <laughs> I will. So let's uh, sit back and put our feet up and listen to this. So uh, You can have a Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry or the kiss beverage of your choice and we're going to listen to this really cool roundtable discussion on kiss magazines take it away guys I'm Matt Porter. I'm here, obviously, like you said, with Chris, Chris, and Andrew. And we're going to talk about one of the favorite things among KISS fans, which are KISS magazines. So go into your box of magazines, ready? And get out your favorite, and let's talk KISS magazines. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey. What's happening? So, So uh, Matt, I just want to know how you got into PodKISS Central again, because I thought they changed the locks, or did... They just changed my key because I couldn't get in. Hey, did the restraining order expire? Or no? See, you see that brick and that broken glass over by the window? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for letting us in. <laughs> hey, we appreciate it, man. <laughs> so, really, a lot of what we want to talk about. I mean, obviously, one of the things we talk about a lot is Kiss being the most visual band, and so things like magazines that were really one of the 
kind of center point of Kiss fame was the fact that they were so visual, and you could put them on the cover, and everybody right away would know, okay, we're going to get some Kiss. And these magazines that would come out, especially in the 70s, they were what defined kind of the look of the band. You saw them everywhere. What do you think about that? I would buy. I would spend a good point, a good part of whatever money I could get my hands on on those Kiss magazines. I only, my only regret is I didn't have enough money to buy more of them back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I concur with that. I was very young uh, when you know Kiss came back in '96-'97 with the reunion tour, and literally you couldn't go to a newsstand without seeing Kiss on the cover of at least four magazines. You know, I, I remember picking up the Entertainment Weekly that Kiss was on the cover of. Yep. I remember picking up the, the Kiss-only magazines, the magazine that was just all Kiss. Then, of course, you know you had Metal Edge, you had Hit Parader. You had all these magazines that always had something um, about Kiss. And the really cool thing about that time is the Internet was kind of at its infancy. So you still had these really cool features and cool pictures in these magazines that you couldn't get anywhere else. Yeah, this I mean, the magazines really are were our internet to begin with, at least for me because I got it's interesting we have all we have different generations of the band band's fans here because uh, Matt and Chris go back into the 70s. I come in during the 80s and then Andrew comes in later. So, um I got into them in the late 80s, so getting stuff on Kiss especially during those years was very rare. So, anytime you could find something, it was like a treasure. And then obviously I would start going to conventions and finding the old stuff and uh started getting into that but every once in a while you would see a full-on kiss special and it was awesome i mean that was you know that was as close as you were going to get to what we have today with the internet people are very spoiled today with what they have but uh yeah just i you know i've gotten rid of a lot of my collection from over the years but one thing i I have sitting in front of me is four um photo albums filled with magazine clippings that i collected over the years nice I, i got one of those too Yep, this is. I still love, and I still look through them regularly. It's it's a trip. So I kind of wonder, you know, we you all said just we're all from different generations as far as when we get into Kiss and when we started buying Kiss merchandise and Kiss magazines and all that stuff. I wonder if there's one quintessential magazine that the four of us have, hmm. and if it was a quintessential magazine, which one would it be? I would I would say it would have to be the 1977 Cream Special, the all Kiss uh, version of Cream magazine. I think there was a reprint in '78, and and I mean maybe it maybe it's not as quintessential for a later generation Kiss fan, but I would think you'd have to have it for any Kiss fan, especially if you like the makeup era. Yeah. What about the Phantom of the Park magazine that came out in '78? I never got that. You know right. what, Phantom of the Park magazine I think is is great. It can't, I mean, I remember having that a couple weeks before the movie. We had pre-ordered it, and it showed up a couple weeks earlier. And you're looking at it and going crazy. There's not as many stories, really. Like Whereas I think the one that Andrew or Chris, the one that you're talking about, the one that has also features on P-Funk and Aerosmith and Stars and Angel, um, and that's the one I was going to say as well. It's, it, was, it was called the Cream Super or the Cream Special Edition. It's called Kiss and the New Rock Sensations. And it's basically all Kiss, and that was the one I was going to suggest as well because, to me, I mean, this one came out, it's um, fall 1977. And when we talk about the idea of, and I, I like the way you put it earlier, this was our internet. Only the difference was every per- picture is perfect. And whereas now on the internet, obviously you got every outtake, you got everybody's cell phone picture, you got everything. But every picture in this 
is absolutely something you would study and kind of pour over and and draw pictures of and even like when you flip right into the right into the magazine i'm looking at it right now there's that picture of gene with the the smoke coming up around his his knees and it says kiss 1977 it says the new look for kiss features jeans bare chest wrapped in chains paul sporting rhinestone sleeves on his shirt peter draped in a bandolero top with zippered leather tights and aces all silver spacesuit and man if there's anything cooler than that i don't know what you're talking about but the uh, every every picture is all those classic shots. You got that I was on stage with Kiss feature. You got the thing about their real names, you know, blah, 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 the history. You know, you can flip through it and every every picture, every everything in the magazine is just fantastic. Mm. So, yeah, I'm voting, I'm voting that one too myself. There's another great one too that I actually am looking at right now. It's the best of Kiss. It was by uh, Platinum Presents, and uh, it was the official Kiss magazine at the time. And uh, below it, it kind of says, the boldest, most bizarre KISS photos ever, giant full-color fold-out, behind-the-scenes pics and stories by official KISS reporters. It's got a red cover. Does anybody know which one I'm talking about? I've seen it. I've never owned it, though. No, I've I'm never looking owned it. The stack right now. The funny thing is, I'm looking through the stack. I got Teen Machine and, <laughs> you know, uh, the... the- the Kiss Collection series and Kiss Mania and all these books, and yeah, it's funny because that was as we were talking about doing this this uh, episode, was going back in and kind of just pulling out all these magazines. And I mean, like you said, I'm looking at the Phantom of the Park one right now too. And obviously, that there's it's it is a lot of photos, you know, and certainly the same thing. It's all those classic era pictures, but really, I think the difference is the fact that everything is from specifically the. Uh, Phantom of the Park movie, and the funny thing is, this is a totally side note, but um, inside the front cover of the Kiss Meets the Phantom magazine, I actually have what looked like the little stickers. Remember, you could buy those record clubs, and they would send you the whole thing of like they look like little stamps, and you pulled out the stamp that oh, you yeah. want. And yeah. there happens to be um, Destroyer, Love Gun, and Rock and Roll Over are stuck in the inside of this cover, so it's wow. cracking me up. That's a trip. <laughs> you know, I'm in um, I'm in my kiss room slash utility closet right now because you know I live, in, I live in an apartment so you got to make do with what you got. <laughs> so anyway, I have these. I mean, basically, when I think of Kiss magazines, I think of two words, and those two words are rock scene. Right. I mean, right, yeah. Yeah. magazines that was ever you know popular in the '70s. I have one here. Um, let me see if I can figure out which month it is. Oh, September 1978. And um, it's basically chock full of pictures of when Kiss went to Japan. I have that issue. Yeah. I bought it when it was when it first I had came that out. Too. And then the other one I have is Rock Scene from September of '77, and this spotlights Kiss's tour of Japan in 1977. You see a pattern here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then the next two I got in my collection, and these are my Holy Grail magazines. Um, it's my music life. I was one. just gonna say it's probably music life because I love yep, those. I got the the red cover and mm-hmm. I also have the black cover, and they both have the posters. I had the blue cover that uh, had the that documented the uh, I guess it would be the Love Gun or the Live Two Tour in Japan, and uh, just some the, the as I was say it's one of my favorite Kiss related magazines, and I can't read can't understand a word of can't it. Can't understand a single <laughs> word in there. It's great though, but the pictures in there they speak volumes because 
the pictures you see in there, they almost never turned up in any other publication. Right. And even, you know, when you had all these internet sites, you know, Kiss Alive, you had Kiss Fan Shop, you had all these sites that would have all these Kiss pictures. To this day, some of the pictures in these magazines still haven't been documented or represented on the internet. I don't so know. It's still cool. I don't know if they did it on your version that you have, but do, I don't. Do you remember one section they had where it was lookalikes of what like celebrities that looked like the Kiss members yeah, without yeah, their yeah, makeup? I got that. Like they had Elliot Gould as Paul Stanley, <laughs> and I think it was Pat Travers as Ace, and then for Peter they just had a picture of like a porcelain cat. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Another cool one that I'm looking at right now, it's uh, from 79. It's uh, the official Kiss poster book mm-hmm. with uh, those giant pullouts of them in the Dynasty costumes on right. that black background. Do you remember the advertisement for that where, like, this is the only time the Kiss members have been have stood still long enough to have their new costumes photographed? <laughs> oh, my. Which I'm sure some people would, would have been okay with Peter just continuing to move with his costume, <laughs> but... You know, know, a funny little side note on that, while we're talking about these Dynasty costumes, um, you guys have seen the Dynasty ad that came out promoting the Dynasty album that aired on TV, right? Yeah. The funniest thing about that advertisement is you have these four shots. You have, like, Paul walking. You have Gene, like, you know, moving through his cape. You have Ace pointing. And Peter, they just have a picture, and they're just, like, zooming in and out on a still photo of Peter. Yeah, that sums it up pretty well, doesn't it? Did Peter, like, fall down or something that day, or did he, like, not want to do it? I always laugh when I saw that. Probably both. Yeah, I'm thinking he he probably was not in the mood to do anything to promote uh, Dynasty at that point. We need to do some stuff for Ed Trunk, who I love dearly. I came here. I'm so excited that he invited me. Uh, I haven't sang this in 30 years. But we had a good time in Soundcheck, and we'll we'll have some fun with it. I hope you dig it. And thank you for coming. This is really, really cool for Ed. Ed, Ed Ed's got to be one of the nicest guys I know in the world. And these guys up here, uh, forget about it. In Italian, we say forget about it. I love these guys. Enjoy it, man.
Let me ask you guys a question. I mean, I know we're talking about magazines today, but do you consider the original Kiss Comics magazines? Absolutely. Sure. You know what? I, I still think of that as almost its own thing because, it to me, that was that – was, comic books were such a different part of my life in a way that when the Kiss comic came out and it was like kind of a combination of everything yeah. I loved at the time that it was kind of mind-blowing like you know here it was you know and I mean I was into comic books when I was really little and all of a sudden I think that was one of those things that really was like kind of crazy was like now oh my gosh now Kiss is also my favorite thing and it's in comic books and you know it, you know right away when you say the Kiss magazines I I don't always think of that because I think of comic books as almost their own kind of world, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, you know if, if it hadn't been for that Kiss comic book, I wouldn't be here right now. Wow. Because I had no concept of Kiss as a band or who they were. I didn't even know they existed until I was at, at the pharmacy one day looking at the magazine rack, and I'm, I see that, and I'm like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And I look, and I'm like, oh, this looks cool. And then I see the Spider-Man and Doctor Doom and everybody else in there. I'm like, Mom, can I have this? <laughs> and, and, and I take it home. To me, it's just a comic book. Then I open it up. I'm reading it. And there's a, then there's, of course, the pictures of them live, those really awesome blue-tinted pictures from the Destroyer tour. Right. And I read the article, and I'm like, oh, these guys are actually real. And that's what started the whole thing for me. If it hadn't been for that comic book, I might not be here right now. I'm really wow. envious of you guys that were actually around to to get to see all that stuff when it was, it was going on. Cause, it was magic. You know, I like I've, as everybody knows, I got into the band during Crazy Nights, and there wasn't exactly a lot of magic going on in those days. But still, right. getting to discover it after the fact was still pretty magical for you know a twelve year old. But um, yeah, well, f I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just say one one thing that really has to be discussed, and this and Matt Matt and I were kind of talking about this before we the program. And Ken has mentioned this on more than one occasion on podcast um, about Sixteen Magazine. And uh, if you were a Kiss fan in the late seventies, you were buying Sixteen Magazine every friggin' month because they always had something about the band. They always had a photo. They always had a, a pinup, a color poster. And you know, and granted, you look back at it now and you read it; it's all fluff. Yeah. It's just stuff that they they came up with just to have Kiss in the magazine. But it didn't matter. And what's funny about it now, I mean, I, I, I think I read 16 for about maybe three years straight, and I transitioned to, you know, Hit Parader and Circus and Cream, because I was, you know, I was all grown up at the age of 13 and needed to move on. <laughs> but but the funny thing about it now, when I think about it, I was buying, and Ken, Ken's guilty of this too, I'm sure, and maybe Matt, I don't know if you bought 16 in the 70s, but I was essentially buying a magazine targeted at preteen girls. because <laughs> Because in addition to the Kiss stuff... You know, here's hunky pics of Sean Cassidy, Andy Gibb, isn't he hunky? <laughs> and, you know, all this stuff. And I was just completely oblivious to it. I'd be like, yeah, who cares? Just, you know, where's the kiss pictures? Where's the pictures of Cheap Trick? And I realized it now, like, you know, how many of those, you know, clerks were, like, looking at me thinking, uh, you know, to quote Gina, you, you picture for the other team there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know just, what? Think, yeah, of, I, think of all the different ones that you bought, though, just for that one thing of Kiss. And in a way, it's funny when you go back and look at them, a lot of them really are snapshots of the time. You know, I'm looking at one here that I'm sure that none of you have is the Bananas Yearbook. And on the cover uh, is I, John... I got one. Love to see, there you go. Of course he did this. Uh, so we'll go back and edit that out. But we'll say it's John Travolta. <laughs> you got John Travolta and Farah. 
and it's the bananas. And then if you go to like page 58, there's one or 53, there's one picture of Gene, and it's and it's a picture of him sticking his tongue out, and it's 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 like a spoof of like a as a newspaper, and it says museum officials are still puzzling over this rare tribal mask that was uncovered outside during a, a dig outside a Hackensack. Uh, some scientists believe the mask was used by Indians 500 years ago to scare off mosquitoes. <laughs> Others haven't the foggiest idea of what it's been used for. Its value has been placed at $3.99. And, I mean, to me, at the time, I remember looking at it and go, well, like, what are they talking about? Like, because, I mean, this is 19, I think this is 1977. And it, and it really is a snapshot of the time. You figure who was bigger than Barbarino. And Jill from Charlie's Angels and, and Kiss. So as you know, and they're the bat, the cat, the space creature, and the star man. Pretty mystical. Mystical. <laughs> Pretty mystical. So even Actually, that, or like, you know, I was gonna say, and even like, you know, you talk about buying magazines that were aimed at whatever age group, you know, I have this other one I'm looking at, which is this thing called Super Mag, which I remember came out. You know, remember when you were in, in school and they would give you those scholastic order forms and you yep. could order, you know, Nancy Drew or but they they would have these uh, these books and the same thing with this. I mean, there's there's about five pages of it. It's all the classic Barry Levin pictures and it's tops in glitter rock. You know, it's the lowdown on the top, you know, group in glitter rock plus a pullout centerfold for your wall. And it's like a half size magazine, but every picture is great. You know, and it's got this, like you said, it's kind of fluff. It's just like a, uh, you know, it's, it's, but it's targeted toward really, you know, elementary school kids, which I was at the time, and I was happy to get this. So I had that Super Mag, too, and what's interesting is I had that a few months before I got the Kiss comic, but for some reason, maybe I never just didn't read it or didn't know who they were or didn't care at the time, so I was oblivious to it. But I actually had had that magazine for a few months. So I actually did have a Kiss magazine in my possession. I just didn't know it. And I just was kind of oblivious. That Marvel Comics thing was really the thing that got me roped, hooked me in, and hooked me in for life. So, but yeah, I, I know what you mean, Matt. Those those magazines were aimed at like elementary kids, very a very young audience, and they were fluff. But as long as Kiss was in it, it didn't matter. Well, because of course on the cover you got the sweat hogs, and you also have a great write up oh, about yeah. the boy in the plastic bubble. So it's uh, you know <laughs> yeah, uh, you that. know <laughs> there you go. I think that's one one thing that makes a lot of this stuff interesting is they are kind of like a time capsule. Because it's not just the Kiss-related stuff; it's the stuff that connects to it. Because, like, I'm looking at, I'm looking through my scrapbook here, and I've got like, I think this is either from Circus or Hit Parade or from like uh, the late '80s, and it's got like a thing called the Kiss Files, and this is like Paul Stanley's list. And I'll just read a, fun, a couple of funny things on here. It says Paul's nickname was Balls. Does anyone ever remember <laughs> Paul being named Balls? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, no. It's, this is what he. This, these are his answers, and then, and of course. Favorite bands, nothing surprising. Zeppelin, Humble, Humble Pie, Early Sabbath, Free ACDC. But then he's got favorite food, pasta. Favorite hobby, working out. Favorite sport, bowling. Favorite book, The Prince of Tides. Favorite TV show, Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, favorite position, always changing. Um, <laughs> what is your dream date? Jane Mansfield, alive, with head. <laughs> oh. oh wow so yeah this is a actual like survey that paul filled out for this magazine either that or a kiss pr person filled it out. <laughs> right but uh interesting stuff though but like the star trek the next generation the prince of tides it's like you know tied to that era you know and then stuff about like welcome back cotter and all that it's just interesting it's like a it is it's like a time capsule that you can keep 
anybody have the uh, People magazine with Eric Carr on the cover? Yes, sir. That was a good one. Bought that when it first came out. Yeah, August 18th, 1980. Yep. And yeah. I actually only got it because I knew that this was the first magazine that had Eric Carr on the cover. Yep. Eric, had only, Eric was in the band not even a month when this magazine of, came out. It was kind of an anomaly because at that point, Kiss wasn't really dominating magazine covers anymore by that point. You know the the the, the fall off the fallout had started to kind of uh, gain some steam, you know, particularly because Unmasked hadn't wasn't you know holding up to the previous uh, sales records. And then I also have um, a Circus magazine from October twenty eighth, nineteen eighty, with Kiss on the cover. I've never seen this one anywhere, so when I saw it, I knew I had to get it because I knew it was something special. Never seen it anywhere else. Hmm. Yeah, that's the that's their anniversary issue. They're, 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 it's a picture with them with the cake, right? Yep, that's it. Yeah, it was, the, it was like their 10th anniversary issue or something like that or whatever. Do you guys remember how Hit Parader would, they would basically write articles about things that hadn't come out yet, like they had already come out? And like, uh, I know one, one funny example is they did a whole review on a live four about how great Hard Luck Woman sounds live and stuff like that. <laughs> and like, it never came out. Well, it came out years later. But uh, they, one, they, had, they had done an article one time, and you guys might remember this uh when Ozzy Osbourne came out with Speak of the Devil, mm-hmm. and Black Sabbath a few months later came out with Live Evil. so they, But in Hit Parade's thing, Speak of the Devil is already outselling Live Evil 2 to 1, which was interesting because Live Evil wasn't even out yet. <laughs> Pretty amazing. So, yeah, wow. so, that was, so, yeah, so that's, that's like my only frame of reference. But I remember thinking, how can they be writing about something that's not even out yet? Yeah, that tells you how cookie-cutter their approach was. I mean, Although I think we mostly bought Hit Parader for the photos. But uh, And speaking of photos and Hit Parader, I have to mention this. I've got this little clipping from a Hit Parader from the, I think it's from the 90s. And it says, uh, I'll just say the caption on the photo says, Before commenting off to a solo career, Ace Fraley played guitar with the number one band in the world. And it's a picture of Vinnie Vincent. Oh, that's bad. Oh, I can top that one. I think it was in 1978, uh, Star Magazine, exclusive, you know, unmasked photo of Gene Simmons. It was Paul. (laughs) Uh. You know, it was was unmasked, but it was clearly Paul. You know, and this was back when he was dating Shear, so they were trying to get, you know, any picture of him without the makeup that they could. And, 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 you know, you're looking at, like, that's clearly Paul. I do have the... What magazine was it around the... Music from the Elder slash Creatures of the Night era that um, posted the pictures of Kiss's passport photos, and they had all their names wrong. Uh, I think that was a European magazine. If I'm yeah. Right. yeah, I remember that one. I do have the National Enquirer uh, little snippet that they used from the Cream photos from 74 without the makeup, saying, you know, Kiss Unmasked, the first photo. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of funny. We're, we're kind of just talking about the golden era of Kiss with these magazines, like, you know, the Holy Grail of Kiss's magazines, and it almost is like, I guess magazines stopped being viable for a long time, mm-hmm. but I think some of these newer magazines that have come out are really great, and one of them that I want to you know, uh, talk about a little bit is the uh, classic rock monster magazines. I still haven't seen those. I heard they're really good, though. They This, this package is great. The package I got is all four, because each guy has their own cover. Uh, there's one for Gene, one for Paul, one for Eric, and one for Tommy. And inside each uh, magazine, it's not the same interview. Each magazine has, has a different interview with a different member of the band. And each magazine comes with a really cool 8x10 photo of the band member that was pretty new that was taken on the uh, the Summer Motley Crew Tour. So I got this set, and this something like this is so, so cool. So Classic Rock is one of those magazines that, it's a European magazine, but 
they do it right. They always do it right. And I guess they're they putting had, out uh, a... They had a great feature on KISS way back when Sonic Boom came out. And then later on, they had a feature on KISS in the 80s. Um, so Classic Rock, that's one of those magazines that consistently delivers. And still, even though the internet is here and it's here to stay, um, it's one of those magazines that still puts out great features. You know, it's funny, we talk about, like, as you just mentioned, the idea of the classic era of KISS. I think it's because of the time, and it goes back to the conversation we have a lot, is, you know, depending on when you get into the band, and we've all gotten into them at different times. But the fact is, when in 1977 or 78 or whatever, and you were getting these magazines, you truly didn't know what they looked like. You know, and I'm looking at that, at this um, this KISS and the New Rock Sensation magazine, which is, again, like I said, one of my favorites. And, there's a, and it's a cream publication halfway in through the magazine there's actually an article that says the face behind the mask and it's got what we didn't know at the time but it has that cream picture of them without the makeup but their faces have question marks over them it actually has a circle and a question mark over the top i've seen that and as a little kid it was like oh my god they you know what's going on here like they you know they must know what they look like and and i think that i think really the one of the things that we talk about through this whole discussion is they were able to so carefully kind of guide what you saw back then because there was only so many outlets and there was only so many magazines and a lot of the magazines realized very early on they didn't want to wreck it for kiss because kiss was selling a lot of magazines so if they put that picture out and everybody kind of goes oh well there's you know there they are that's what they really look like that would have broke in their trust and i think you know in a lot of ways that's so much a part of it is the fact that it really was that magic of you didn't know what they looked like. All you saw were perfect shots. They could feed you the exact information that they wanted. It was going to be, you know, Ace is from another planet. Gene was born from an egg. You know, you had, <laughs> and like you yeah. said, you know, you're reading those kind of facts, but it would be, you know, like it would, it would, um, you know, you, you saw that picture of, uh, you know, on the back cover of this, it has Peter Chris next to his cool little, like, you know, this little MG. And you're going in your mind, you're thinking, oh, he must live at his house and just drive around in that, you know, in that car. But he's wearing the makeup. And, you know, it was and I mean, again, at the time, I'm, you know, nine years old. So it was, you know, you believed all that stuff. But I think that's really where and like those grooves, super specials I have a bunch of those. those they are grooves cool. and they really were all about the image and how and and if you read um Larry Harris's book you know and party every day and he's talking about Casablanca and he really talks about the fact that they were you know had really close alliances with a lot of the magazines because the magazines knew it was beneficial for them they could put out the information that they wanted plus they were able to sell some of their other bands i mean like i said in this same in this same magazine now at nine years old, I was not nearly hip enough to be into P-Funk, but yet <laughs> that's the first time you I ever heard of P-Funk. Well, I always think of P-Funk from the fact that, like, years later, going, yeah, they were in that magazine. It's got the picture of George Clinton coming down from the spaceship and everything. And even that, the fact that it's, it's got a bunch of bands that, you know, like, that I really kind of wouldn't get turned on till later. But, I mean, like Stars, you know, and they had Piper and, and all these bands that at the time were also kind of coming up. Aerosmith, you know you'd see some pictures of Led Zeppelin but as a kid it was you know it was all kiss for me and I think that that's really the difference is like now obviously it's information from every side at that time 
they could really decide what they wanted you to see. It had to be the right pictures with the right info. And, you know, it was all part of that larger-than-life image. And I think that's, you know, something that really maybe now, you know, you don't necessarily get the way you used to. Did, 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 either, did any of you guys ever have there, – there was an old one where there was like a big story about – Kiss supposedly dying in a van yeah. accident, and like there were imposters, you know, portraying them now. <laughs> so like the Beatles. Yeah, do you remember this? Exactly like the Beatles. That's whoever wrote that. Like it was which, a, it's funny. They like died in a fiery I, crash or something. Well, and they describe it just like just like those uh, just like the Paul is dead. Yeah. And then there was the picture. They had a tape recorder going. You yep. hear them say, and <laughs> and then they found a cover of Hotter Than Hell, slightly burned, and it, and it was you know, somebody is. Go- and I remember reading it. No, I didn't own it. A friend of mine actually had that. If, if somebody has that magazine and wants to send it to me, yeah. you know, uh, you feel free. But the uh, it was all the clues of why Kiss was replaced. You know, with hey, other I never, members. I never heard that. Yeah, I read. I, somebody put the transcript of it up online a long yeah. time ago and i read it going oh i have got to get this magazine because it was just awesome and then the, do you guys remember there was a series of them there was like kiss versus meatloaf and kiss versus yeah, yeah, elvis yeah. <laughs> yeah. i never got to read any of them i remember the covers though kiss kicked his ass yeah kiss beat up elvis well, oh, they, no they murdered him oh did they <laughs> yeah gene was sleeping with you know his girlfriend and elvis caught him and that's the real that's the cover up but I'm just making it up. But, you know, it's <laughs> oh, funny. No. Matt was talking about the whole Mystique thing in the magazine. 16, I, I, I'm pretty sure 16 was the first time I ever saw the pictures. Now, you and Matt, you probably remember this, and I know Ken and Gary probably do, where Gene would hold up an album cover over his right. face oh, and just yeah. show, like, his eye. Paul would sure. do it, too. And it... And that was when you first started to get a little, like, a tease, and you'd see that one eye and that curly afro, and you'd be like, I can see his eye! And it was, right. and it was like, the, the most exciting thing you'd ever seen. And they had really found a great way to manipulate us by just giving us, you know, just a little tease, which added to that mystique. And I just remember, like I said, 16, I, I'm pretty sure 16 where they, I remember, I think Gene had the Alive 2 album cover. Mm-hmm. And it's, I remember and, that. And back in those days when you didn't know, like, like me and Matt and Ken, and Ken we didn't, or Gary, you know, we didn't know what they looked like. So to see that was just like, oh my God. You know, you tell all your friends, and even the friends who didn't like Kiss. Well, see, coming from when I got into them, I, I've i got almost the reverse of the mystique, because I got into them when they had no makeup on, other th- well, other than chick makeup. And, <laughs> um, uh, like, I'm looking right now through my scrapbook, and I've got a Guitar World from, I think it was 89, when Hot in the Shade came out. And it's got an sec- a, a article called Rock of Ages, and it's about... Hot in the Shade, and it's got two pictures of Gene and Paul back in the makeup and the costume for the uh, Rise to It video. And they actually posed in these pictures. And I remember staring at these photos over and over again because it was like I got into them without makeup. I'm like, holy crap, this is now and they're wearing the makeup. So I I was just totally mystified by it. And, you know, I know people give them crap about Gene looked horrible in the makeup again. His costume didn't fit right. To me, me, at like 13 years old, this was like a goldmine to see this. You know, I was was loving it, you know. And I was like, oh, this means a a reunion's just around the corner. Well, (laughs) it took about seven more years, but I got it. Well, there was a reunion sort of in the works at that point, but it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. And I I was also going to mention... I've got a guitar world, and it, 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 this counts as one of my favorite Kiss magazines ever because I got swept up in the reunion hype like everyone did. But you know, and I know for you guys it was huge because it was like cool we get to see this again. 
for me, it was like I actually get to see this for the first time. And um, the Guitar World also put out, I was big into guitar playing back in those days. Guitar World put out this really exhaustive thing about the reunion tour, and the photos are just incredible. It's a lot of the Barry Levine stuff. And there's also, a, I don't know if you guys remember this, there, there's a full-page photo, and it's a picture of the band in makeup posing. Gene's got his arm up doing the devil horns and his tongue out, and they did a photo negative of the picture. Mm. And it, they look like look evil as hell in that picture, and it's just. I remember that. No, I didn't see that. I would love to have a full-on poster size of that picture, but yeah, the articles were great, and you know that that just that era of reunion, it was really fun to go to the newsstand during the reunion. Yeah, it was. I'm yeah. telling you, it was because you had me, you know, ten, eleven years old, and I had to, you know, save up my allowance every every week to go buy Kiss magazines. Yeah, yep. I, I blew a fortune. My on favorite Kiss one was the oh. Kiss Rocks the World magazine by Metal Edge. Oh, that one. Yes, yeah, I have that one. That That's is great. a killer magazine. Yeah, I must have cut up ten copies of that magazine <laughs> you know, over the years to make different scrapbooks. Yeah, yeah. I, I have... actually, I want to say, I want to say four words. That's going to either well, it, it's probably going to disgust most of you. But uh, four words, and, and let me know your thoughts. Okay. Gene Simmons Tongue Magazine. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I bought one issue, and it, you know, it was okay. I, just, I didn't feel compelled to buy anything further. I was already reading Maxim, and, which I liked at the time. And uh, if that makes me a douchebag, so be it. But uh, <laughs> I, I was into Maxim at the time, and it was like, Hey, it's it's like Maxim, and it's got Kiss stuff in it. How could I go right. wrong, you know? And then the the interview where where Peter Chris interviews Gene, is that or Gene interviews Peter? That's a what about when Gene interviews himself. Yeah, well, right. that, that's a different thing. But when Gene interviews Peter, that's a great interview. It's very honest. Yeah, Peter's pretty brutal. I did read that. I, he was pretty brutal. Yeah, I was I was stuck working at a Seven Eleven in Kansas City when that came out, and I remember <laughs> sitting behind the counter going, "This job sucks," but I really like this interview. <laughs> I um, the one thing I remember about that magazine is I was in high school at the time when it came out, and I remember reading it in high school because I'm like, "Oh, it's Kiss! I gotta have it! I gotta read it!" And my teacher was like, "What on earth are you reading? Is that Playboy? Give me that magazine! You can't have right. that." Speaking of like, that, Mama, I was like, "It's Kiss, I promise." They're like, "There's a half-naked woman on the cover." You're not reading that. <laughs> then I got it taken away. It, I think it was the first issue because I think the first issue had all those uh, had all those playmates on the cover with Hugh Hefner. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the first issue. It was. Right. Well, yeah. How could we not uh, go without talking about the Kiss Playboy issue? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? I actually oh. I love the first one, the '70s one, because the article in that one is actually good. I'm not real cl- crazy about the girls in that issue. Um, I like the girls in the the '98 issue, but the article in the '77 one is actually really cool. Not is big on not big on the hair, huh? Yeah, I, I wasn't big on that. <laughs> yeah, the the '77 one that was the one with the that was the write up about Tokyo, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, I've got that one up, and I have the '90s one too. But yeah. Playboy has articles. Believe it or not, <laughs> hard to believe. Not, you know, once you get past the obvious stuff, you know the you know the nice the nice glossy pictures. See, we could talk about that, but then I have to go get it out from under the corner of my bed where it's hidden. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we don't want to go there. No. <laughs> and the pages are all stuck together. Yeah. 
Here's a classic one that you guys might remember. Um, this is from, I think it, this was from Circus in 1976, and it was an album. It was, it was called article called "Kiss Alive, Sing While You Die," and it, it's got these photos of the band wearing ridiculous outfits. Like Ace has got this purple bodysuit on, and Peter looks like he's wearing like a nightgown or something. And Jean's wearing a robe, and like Never seen it. they're posing with like these Jeep windows around them. It's really odd. And then, uh, like Peter's sitting with a bunch of cats all over him. Ace is Ace is posing with a 
It looks like a Fender Telecaster, but it's all chrome. Do you guys remember this? No, I never saw it. I'm looking at no, it. No, right I now. think that those photos might be outtakes from Hotter Than Hell that photo session, and that, and that because I know um, Bill Baker. If you ever get a chance to see his book, you know he does the he's got the uh, Ace Frehley scrapbook. Yeah, he actually owns that purple jumpsuit, and and he brings to the conventions with him. Wow, and um, he's got he's got the original. Uh, one of the Valeno guitars, and he could tell you all it about is. it. But the, uh, but yeah, I've seen the purple, the purple jumpsuit, and I think that might be why they have all those props because they were just in that studio with, um, you know, all the stuff that they used for that for that hotter than hell photo shoot. Oh, okay. Could be wrong, but the, um, but I know he does have that costume. Does anyone remember um, Metal Edge uh, when Revenge came out? Do you remember Kiss got quite a bit of accolades in Metal Edge for that? Yeah. Yeah, I think they even published, didn't they publish a couple of Kiss, you know, specials? Yeah, and I've got a thing. I think I had one or two of those, yeah. I've got it. They did, like, you know, they'll do their Metal Edge year-end awards and stuff, and I've got, like, all the ones that Kiss were nominated or won on, and they were number, see, they were number three for best album, they were number four for best songwriting team, they won comeback of the year, they were number three for best artist or group, Uh, Unholy was the number five best video clip, uh, and Extreme Close-Up was the number two best long-form video cassette. Actually, I have two that I just pulled out that I'm surprised we didn't, we haven't talked about this one before, and actually we didn't even talk about it in our in our last one that we all did together. There's one, it's called Kiss the Videos. It's a collector's hmm. issue. It was put out by Roxine Spotlight. I don't really know too much more about it because there's no date or any month or anything on here, but it's like a yellow cover, and it has a love gun shot in the middle of it. I don't even remember Anybody know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think I, I think I might have that one tucked away. Yeah, I'm looking right at it. Yeah, that was a that good one. That one was really cool. It's got a cool poster in there, and yeah, I thought some of the things in there were kind of cool. Yeah, that was pretty good. They had some really good anecdotes about the making of the videos, and especially I think there were some photographs from the unused uh, footage for Thrills on the Night. Yep, that's in here. Eric, you know, Eric Carr with the big afro, smoking the big <laughs> cigar, and. You know, Gene wearing a suit, and it was kind of bizarre. I still want to see that. I still want to see that footage someday. I think I think it'll get it leaked eventually. I've, and then you know, maybe somebody could re-edit it. You know, you know, take the, the video clip and just re-edit those scenes into it. That would be cool. And then the other one that I just pulled out here, it's called uh, the Kiss Collection. Collection with a K, a I've blue cover. Yep, I've got that one too. And did anybody read the upper right-hand corner? It says uh, Teen Throbs is who put out the magazine. Oh God! That's what it uh, says. I I didn't notice that. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was a little too old to be buying Teen Throbs at that point. It's <laughs> Vinnie Vincent's memoirs. Oh yeah. God! Then Chris Hansen shows up and says, "Why don't you sit over here?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh God! I, and I remember. Um, I know I keep going back to the reunion, but I remember when Metal Edge put out. The first magazine that they put out after the reunion happened, this is before the Kiss Rocks the World came out, I believe, and it had photos of the K-Rock weenie roast. And I remember staring at these photos just for forever. And then just, it was a trip to see this stuff. Cause, and I remember buying, not that we're talking about videos this time, but I remember I got this magazine, and then about a week later, somebody at a local record store had a bootleg video cassette of K, the K-Rock weenie roast. So, right. Yeah, just a... Just an awesome time. It was actually my, it was like getting to discover the band and makeup for the first time because it was happening at the you know present time. Yeah. But yeah. You know, t- speaking of the reunion tour, you know there was also these great magazines put out around the Psycho Circus and Farewell Tour. 
-hmm. There was a really cool one, um, the official Kiss Farewell poster book. That's a great one. one? Yes, yep. Yeah, I mean, this was a great magazine. I mean, for a kid, I was 15 years old when I got this, so I didn't have access to a lot of the vintage Kiss posters, well, mainly because they cost too much. Yeah, great posters. So when I got this, I had all these really cool magazine posters. I was able to basically make the wallpaper in my bedroom that. There was another great one that came out soon after it called uh, Kiss Farewell Photo Album. Mm-hmm. And that had a pretty cool um, a pretty cool pull-up poster in it as well. Yeah. Um, there was also a bunch of magazines that I don't have anymore that came out around the Psycho Circus era. Um, I think they were dubbed the official Kiss magazine. Yes. I don't have them anymore because I cut them up and made a scrapbook out of them. I remember Starlog right, yeah. used to put out of Kiss magazines for, during right. that time, and they they weren't the greatest as far as written content, but the pictures were always good. You know, around the reunion tour, also think of Spin put out the one where they put all four oh, members, yeah, four separate those. covers. That was fantastic, and I, and the thing I remember at the time, even thinking, because right away it reminds you of the solo albums. Like here we are, going to sell you, you know, the uh, four different covers. Only the difference being that obviously it's all the same content. But the thing I loved about that, and you talked about wanting to see something turn into a poster. Do you remember that shot that's in there where it's a close up of the boots and kind of a fisheye lens, I love and they're that in picture. front of a white back? That should be a poster. I think that's it one of the best. Im- Do you have that poster? Tell me where I can get one because I, I want. One. The um, I, the uh, I have it. The singer Rich and Mr. Speed actually has it, and he has it framed, and it's wow. Oh, that's killer. Yes, yeah. I, I'd like to get that. I always thought that was, especially of reunion era pictures, seemed to have the exact right vibe, and yep. it's obviously like just a great photo. And I remember out of that, out of those series, that series of magazines, that was the most striking thing. That photo was just like, oh, it's they're back, and this is really, you know, you just were like pretty. I was I remember being pretty amazed by that. Yeah, it was it was a great picture. I well, I even like the photos of them on the bus with all the shocked looking people. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, it's yeah. awesome. But yeah, the the re, it was it was just it was crazy to go from the non makeup years, especially through Revenge and Kiss My Ass and all that, because it was so hard to get any media coverage, and then just out of nowhere, it was like we were flooded with it. It was. I mean, I, I remember having a hard time keeping up with buying all of it, and I spent a fortune on anything that would come out, I would buy it, and I think I did that all the way through Psycho Circus, and after that point, there was so much, I was like, I have got to slow down, because I was blowing a crap load of money on that stuff. <laughs> well, that's what it was like back in the 70s, you know, if you were young, if you were a fan during, you know, when they were really at their peak, at their zeniths, you know, yeah. so to speak. And it was, it was very much like that, and, you know, so you were kind of getting the same experience, you know, 20 years later that... Me, Matt, Ken, and um, I think Gary might have had. Uh, Gary, I'm not sure if Gary was old enough, but you know that's the experience that us old geezers from the '70s had. Yeah, and it was right. It was so. It, it was just so startling because, and I, I mean, I had a feeling if they reunited, it would be big. But I don't think, including the fans, I don't think we all realized it would be that big. And like, I didn't think that the mainstream media would take to them like they did. But it was just like. Anyone that had a magazine wanted to put them on the cover, and it was just—I was—I remember just be like every week I'd see two or three more. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta buy these too, and almost like I had to. Gene had me like under his spell or something. I don't know. <laughs> buy another magazine, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> but they were so cool though. I mean, before the internet and before information was at our fingertips. It was so cool to get a new magazine because you had like at least you know forty photos of the band that you could sit and study over and and look at these cool photos as visual band. 
it's just not the same anymore, and I, it never yeah, will be. I kind of miss the the whole thrill of the hunt. You know, I I, I do miss because it's it's great to see all these Facebook pages with just thousands of photos, and it's it's thousands. cool, but. At the same time, I do I do miss going to a store and being like, "Oh, cool! Look at this! A new Kiss special magazine is out." You know, that was right. that was awesome. You know, because then you know you knew what you were doing the rest of the day. <laughs> oh yeah, well that was like well, back in '78. I picked up this really cool magazine called Grooves. Right, right. Yeah. They, they did. I think they did two or three Kiss specials. I only got one of which, and I believe it was the second one. And it had the cover photo was was them from Destroyer Rock and Roll Over, but it came out in '78. And the thing I remember about it is that they had pictures that nobody else had. They had these very cool, unusual uh, photos on stage, off stage, and photos that to this day I don't think I've ever seen in any other magazine. And they had really, I don't know who their photographers were, they got some really odd shots, some really different shots. You know, I, I don't remember the text pieces so much, but they had a lot of these fold out posters. And it was just for somebody who was 11 years old in 1978, which would be me. I mean, like you say, Chris, it's like you, you know what you're going to be doing the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. you go home, you, 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 you throw in a line, and you're just staring at these magazines like they're the, like they're the Bible or that, you know, you're just entranced by them. Yeah, and kid, you can't get that on the Internet anymore. That's Christianity, right? Yeah, basically. It's, you know, Gene was getting, you know, Gene, trust me, Gene was getting more money than my church was. <laughs> I believe it, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, those, and those grooves ones, I was going to say, those I think are also rank among my absolute favorite ones because even though they're pretty much all photos, like you said, every photo is amazing. But also, it was, it, again, it was kind of that idea they could give you just the exact amount of info that they wanted because like for instance there'll be I'm flipping through this right now and there's this there's a section called Kiss Orgy and it says <laughs> girls have been known to burst into Kiss's hotel room stark naked and they're all there's all these pictures of Kiss just making out with all these girls and Ace is just sitting in the corner with a Budweiser and it's it's hysterical <laughs> and like you know clearly uh you know, everybody seems to be having a pretty good time, but the, uh, you know, I remember as a kid thinking like, wow, that looks like maybe the most fun place on the planet, and, uh, you know, it probably was. I so, guess Jeanette uh, read that magazine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's probably thinking, but he, you know, there's juicy personal secrets and candid shots of the Kiss orgy, and, you know, it's like, and even the, the other one now, I don't know if, if this is the one that you had, Chris, but the... Um, there's one that has the Kiss Lookalike contest. Same kind of thing. Now, you figure this is about 1978, Grooves. It was Grooves Volume 2, mm -hmm. and it's got the, again, all the classic pictures of the time. But I remember looking at that even and being so thrilled that, like, you saw all these other kids wearing Kiss makeup, and it was just something different, you know, that you just, that's how you got all your info. And the, those Grooves, that series of Kiss specials, absolutely some of my favorite. Well, let you me... You just triggered another memory of of one of the most unusual Kiss photo spreads I've ever seen, and it was and I and they put it on the covers. I think the magazine was called Rocket, and it came out in late '77. And there's a picture of Paul holding up a plate with a with a cooked pig on it, <laughs> and and the, and you and you can see the pig's head. I've seen that picture. Yeah. And and and, and I remember the headline on the magazine: Kiss pounds the pork. <laughs> and then you go inside; it's just them from the Alive era, just dressed to kill. And it's just somebody apparently sent a roast pig to their room, and they're just posing with it. And it's the most weirdest kiss pictures you've ever seen. But and, and but I had to have it because it was you know you know it was kiss. I mean it wasn't the whole magazine; it was just like part of it. They had articles on Bowie and some other stuff that I was you know I wasn't into at the time. But it's just the most unusual. You know, kiss pounds the pork. It sounds like I a... had no I had no clue what the 
implications of that were. That sounds like a gene animalized outtake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's you know it's funny. I mean, obviously uh, jumping away from that, but now Andrew, yeah. you talked about this Kiss Collection magazine collection with a K. One of the things that no matter what age you are. And when you got into KISS, and which magazines you like, there's one thing that every KISS fan pretty much, I would say, almost universally hates. Mm. It's when the pictures flip backwards. Oh, my God. We're backwards star. Oh, long yeah. by. That's the worst. And I'm looking at this magazine. There's the first, three, the first three page, pages. His makeup is flipped. The cover, the index page, backwards. You're, then the next page, backwards. And you go, like, I could see everybody else. Maybe you, could, you couldn't figure it out. But when you see a picture with Paul flip backwards, it's just, you always go, come on, people. You're just not paying attention. <laughs> I wonder if some of those if some of those were done on purpose, just before, by, like, fo you know, photo editors who didn't like Kiss or something. I think and, sometimes and, it's just, if they want, obviously they're artistically, they're trying to draw your eye a certain way and they need the guitar pointing a certain way to draw you to a different part be. of the page. I'm sure that that's all that it really was, was that they go, well, clearly the, the line on this page has to go this way. And so the guitar, and you go, oh, okay, but, you know, and, and, but that's always the most obvious thing. Or even when you see his tattoo on the wrong arm and you go like, well, come on, I know you're still flipping it wrong. You know, it's uh so that's, I mean, that's one thing with magazines that, like, oh, yeah. as you go back through, you always check out and you go, like, backwards. Yeah, and if it was an all-kiss magazine, invariably one or two of the photos would be flipped. <laughs> it was, you could almost, almost bet on it. Let me ask, Matt and Chris, let me ask you this, because you guys were around at that time. You know, I'm guessing magazines were probably some of the first ways you guys would see the costume changes and the different looks of the band. What was your reaction first when you saw like Dynasty and those costumes, and then what was your reaction when you first saw the Elder costumes? So you know what, for me, a lot of it was, and I think it has to do with the fact that you only got so much information at a time. I remember like the first there was there's one specific picture that I remember of the the Dynasty costumes that you started to see all the time, and. But I think it really goes back to the fact that, like, now every, every image or every time the costumes would come out or anything or here's a new stage or this or that, it's almost hard to re remember a time when everything wasn't dissected to the nth degree immediately. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? And it's just like one of those things where and at the time, okay, Dynasty, so, like, you figure at the time, I guess Dynasty, I'm, I guess, like, 11 years old or whatever. And I just... You just wanted to see it, and, and it was somehow different. And then, like, you would get little glimpses of them. Here they would be on, you know, uh, you know, some show, and you would get a clip. And here they, you know, you would get on Evening Magazine. You'd see them, you know, and things like that. There, there just wasn't all that that much info. Like, I remember when Dynasty was out, and and there was a uh, in the New York. Uh, I think it was the. I don't. It wasn't the New York Times. What the, the Daily News. Daily News had a thing where you actually had. Uh, you could get the pullout in the car. The comic strip was an iron-on, and it was one of these iron, like a really cheap iron-on of the Dynasty poster, and it, but it was like kind of blue and everything. And we bought a ton of copies to to buy the iron-ons. And believe it or not, it actually you know you put on a white T-shirt and you kind of iron it on, and it was just like you know. And and I'll never forget, 
we were up at my grandparents, which is up closer to New York, and so they were. That's why they happened to be getting the Daily News from New York. And we we said, can we get more copies of this? And my uncle says at the time, well, why do you want that? And we're kind of like, you know, we knew he didn't like Kiss at all, <laughs> and we say, well, it's because we like this rock band. And he says, and I'll never forget this. And I remember it as clear as it was yesterday. He goes, you know what we do with rock bands? We throw rocks at them. And I'll never forget it. He was laughing. He had a great laugh, and he would just start laughing, and he. Thought that was so funny, and but I remember we got a bunch of copies so we could because I have myself and my two brothers, we all wanted that iron on, so we bought multiple copies. And it's not a magazine, it was a newspaper, but it was that kind of thing to make a short answer very long. Um, you only got certain pictures, you didn't know what they necessarily even looked like in them because it was just a photo, you didn't see them walking around because they just, you know. And I think again, it almost if that's one of the takeaways for me of this kind of whole discussion. You had that one or two great picture, and then you studied it. Like Andrew said earlier, you studied it. You you looked at it like I would draw them in that costume, and and uh, you know it was just very different. And I remember you said like you even just mentioned the elder. I remember the first time I saw the pictures of the elder costumes, and and was thinking like, why why is he wearing all, like that? purple headband like that doesn't look right like you know these costumes what's up with these i remember being disappointed like they did look too kind of underwhelming yeah. you know and even at the time it was just kind of like well well where's the armor where you know he's not wearing his armor why doesn't gene have the armor you know i got yeah. the uh i think i have the ultimate kiss magazine let me know your thoughts on this um there's this little magazine that we're not really a fan of right now called rolling stone Oh boy! Right. Um, this Rolling Stone issue is August thirty first, nineteen seventy two. And do you know what ever? You know what ad oh, is in this magazine? That's Peter's advertisement, right? Peter's advertisement is in this magazine. I have it. Wow! And I want to read you the ad because it doesn't say what. Um, it, it doesn't say what what it's been quoted as for many many years. It doesn't say drummer willing to do anything to make it. It actually says, "Let me find it here." Uh, well, Paul's, Paul's ad doesn't say flash and balls. It says no. flash and ability. Right. Yeah, this says experienced rock and roll drummer looking for original group doing soft and hard music, Peter. And it lists his number and says he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> wow. So that's, you know what? Speaking of, speaking of Rolling Stone, but if anybody out there that's listening that has a, a decent Rolling Stone collection, I'm looking for one from 1974, which has the ad where it says uh, Kiss is setting the country up in smoke. I think I have that. Okay, here's what I need, though. There's, a, there's that no, picture. No, I'm just telling you because you're, <laughs> you're going to now scan this and make me a poster. Is the, uh, there's an ad that actually has these very early tour dates, and May 11th in the ad is actually Montgomery County Community College. And if you've ever listened to the Kiss Room, you know that, you know, Kiss, they didn't come and play at Montgomery County yeah, Community College. And I talk all about that. Oh, yeah. But but I want a really good copy of that. I've never been able to find anything. I'll t I've told that story before about finding it in microfiche while I was screwing around in the, in the library. Um, but I've never gotten a really great image of it. And if somebody had that original one, I want to take it, blow it up, and make a poster out of that and put it in my office at work. So uh, if anybody a, has that, okay, go look for it right now. It's, it's going to take a while. Because, no, it, it, it would take a while. It's in, it's in my uh, the Forbidden Zone. <laughs> okay, ready? Mess. Insert the sound effect of you getting in your car and <laughs> driving. 
<laughs> but you know, getting I, I want I didn't get a chance to answer Chris's question about the Dynasty and Elder costumes. I mean, I think with Dynasty, I think I don't think I had much of a reaction. I thought I, you know at the time I probably thought they were pretty cool. You know, I don't remember going, oh my god, look at those Dayglow Vegas outfits. That came later. Yeah. You know, but at the time it's you know it was just Kiss and it was their new thing. But you know, jumping forward to the Elder, I mean. That was a weird time for me with Kiss, because Kiss had kind of, I was put, they kind of, they had kind of put me off with Unmasked, and it took until Creatures for me to really kind of get back on board fully, and I remember hearing the Elder and thinking, what the hell is this? And and then, like, the look, I'm like, you know, like Matt said, he, he, he really classed it perfectly, underwhelming, and they just looked plain kind of like Orton. Now, you think about it, they look like Olivia Newton-John in a aerobics video. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, and it's, you know, it just, the music, I, I love the Elder now, but at the time, just the whole, the sound, it was, the image, it just was like, I, I didn't get what they were about at that time. Well, and for me, when uh, the Elder was kind of, you know, at the point that I got into the band in the late 80s, it was more of, the Elder was like their dirty secret that they didn't want it, to have it exposed at all. And, Back in those days, Kiss did a pretty good job of covering up any evidence of that album or that look. So every once in a while, I'd see a photo of the band in those costumes, and I'd be like, that is so weird. And especially because, you know, Gene had his hair tied back, and he, it looked like he'd chopped all his hair off. And uh, Paul had cut his hair off, and I remember just seeing the photos and just being like, what is this? And it actually took me um, a couple of years to even find a copy of The Elder when it when I found it. But uh, yeah, that it was out of print for a while. Yeah, and I, when I found it and I listened to it, I remember listening to it, just going, "What on earth is this?" But uh, yeah, I always I wondered you, your guys' thoughts because you actually lived through that period, and I was thinking had to have been a very confusing time to be a fan of the band. Yeah, it just I mean there were some great songs on it, obviously, and uh, like you know the oath, and I liked some of the songs, but just that whole time, just it, something just didn't click, and then it, when Creatures came out and everything started to click again, at least. You know, hey, you know, this is a great album. Ace is back on board, and well, you know, of course he wasn't, but yeah, it was a weird time. It was just, you know, Kiss was just not hitting um, their mark in any way, shape, or form. You know, the the album wasn't selling. Um, you know, but the but the one highlight, obviously, is the Friday's performance, which sure. is the only live performance, you know, of the elder material from you know from that from that era and that group. All right, so I think you know we pretty much have to wrap it up. I think we've we've covered a lot of ground. Before we go, let's just go around and kind of everybody say what are their favorite ones. If they could only have one or two magazines and you had to get all the rest of them, you know, into the uh, recycling bin, which ones are you keeping? And why don't we start with uh, Andrew? Why don't we start with you? Uh, my favorite magazine, and I mentioned it before, it's Music Life. I mean, I know it's not in English, and there's nothing in it that I can actually read until I take you know Japanese lessons. <laughs> um, these are the magazines that they were like the cream of the crop. The pictures in there were awesome, and it, it's just some. It was something that came from a country that where Kiss was huge at the time. So you're reading that, and this is like a time capsule of the hysteria that was going on at the time in Japan. So I know they've been in Music Life many times, but there's two issues that are always kind of the, the ones that are spotlight. There's one from the Rock and Roll Over Tour and one from the uh, the Love Gun Alive 2 Tour. So if I had to get rid of every other magazine, I would and just keep those two because those are the two best magazines, I think, that Kiss was ever involved with. And the posters are cool as hell. Chris. Which oh. one, me? Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, um, it's a hard decision because, I, like I said, I've mentioned to you guys off mic that, uh, you know, I've given up a lot of my collection over the years. I'm not really into toys and stuff anymore, but videos and uh, CDs and magazines are, and books are pretty much the only things I still hold on to. So it's kind of like trying to pick a favorite kid, I guess. But um, <laughs> one that kind of sums it up for me, and I'm going to say the the, re- the reunion of 96 was kind of the pinnacle of uh, my favorite period of being a fan. I'm gonna have to go with the Kiss Rocks the World magazine that came out. It's it's like a, it's practically a book. It's so thick and it's got so many great photos from the Barry Levine session. It's got a great history of the band and it's got awesome interviews. And it was just it takes me back right back to that frenzy of being a fan during that that time. Okay, other Chris. Okay, well I guess I'd have to say it's a tough one, but I guess I'd have to say the Grooves magazine from 1970. I think it was Volume Two that I was talking about earlier. Uh, some very unique and interesting photos off stage and on just and very cool just it's just something i can think of with a lot of fondness and i and now i, I just want to go into that forbidden zone in my in my apartment and dig that out but it was just <laughs> it was just so cool i mean it, it, to see that in 1978 was just it was mind-blowing it was just it, it's just further cemented you know the love for kiss that i already had and you know i know it's supposed to pick one but a very close second and could could be my favorite depending on the mood i mean would, would also be the cream um super special that we talked about earlier as well but- see that's i'm going to totally agree i think you know excluding the comic book which the marvel comic i hold on a whole different kind of level um that kiss the cream super special kiss and the new rock sensations I, it, to me it's one of those that i tie to my kind of like really just as a kid it's my youth and you know though the grooves magazines are fantastic but for some reason this one is the one that when we first said let's talk about kiss magazines it's the first one that came to my mind um, and really the fact that it, it is the complete kiss as they told us the greatest story ever told presented to you compliments of cream special editions anything and everything you wanted to know and also what you didn't about the most outrageously successful rock and roll group of today. And at the time, I couldn't have think of anything better, and I still feel that same way. Very cool. Okay. Excellent choice. But, um, yeah, but I'm going to have to jump off here. But uh, okay. I, I, I really had fun, guys. I hope yeah, you guys me too. This me too. fun. Always a good time with you guys. we got to do books sometime, too. <laughs> yeah. When oh, Paul's that, book I mean, out. The only problem is if you want to do a thing about C.K. Lentz's book, you got to go back to college. Right, I right. love his book. I, I, mean, love I, that. I consider myself. To, I, I'm accused by a lot of my friends of being, you know, using a lot of big words at times and being a grammar Nazi. But me too. This guy, I'm reading some of his stuff. I don't even. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I feel like you know, I'm. A, I consider myself to be a fairly literate person, but this guy's like, just knows all these words and uh, arcane references. Yeah, I remember him saying something like, um, "Kiss getting over the elder was proving to be a Sisyphean task." <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's all about that's, Sisyph- that's, that's Sisyphus. That's a big word, Sisyphian. Yeah. <laughs> like oh gymnasium. Yeah. yeah. All, all right, right, see you guys. Great, guys. Have a good night. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at KissFAQ.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. 
And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podkist is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podkist is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkist crew, thank you for listening to Podkist, the KISS fanzine for your ears. <laughs>